Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. God good to us already? Come on, can we give him another praise offering right now for him being in our midst with us right now? I'm glad to have you. I hope you're glad you came. And uh, if this is your first time being with us at Faith Renewed, we always just want to just tell you how glad we are you're here. And uh, so whether it's in-house, at home, I'm excited God sent you this way today. Faith family, let them know how much you're glad that God sent them here today. Come on. Amen. Oh, man, so good. Whether you're first time part of the family, this is something we do every week. And uh, we just consider you family once you walk in the door. And we invite you to be a part of our family Bible study. We open up the Word of God together. So if you got your sword, do this. Grab it. Go to Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3. Amen. As you turn there, it's always good to see FC and Narvis and Jennifer. And just, I love you guys, what you're doing, your heart for the kingdom. And so... Good to have you. And uh, again, if this is your first time, man, make yourself at home. Just, just be a part of this thing, man. We love each other. We love Jesus, and we invite you to be a part of it. But Matthew chapter 3, when you've got that, say, I got it. Awesome. If you use the YouVersion Bible app, you can do this right now. You actually can click on that app. Click on more and then events and follow right along with me. And so there's an area there at the bottom where you can save the event. I encourage you to save this. And uh I believe this is conversations you can be having with others about this very subject we're going to talk about today. But Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. That is John the Baptist speaking. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I. He's talking about a man named Jesus. Amen. Whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry, and he, being Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit, and fire. True. If you've ever been baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire, your life changed and will never be the same. Amen. Let's pray. Father, you're so good, and we love you, and we just thank you for who you are, for what you're doing in our life. And, Lord, we just ask for more. God, we just ask for more, God. We're so thankful for what you're doing, but we just ask for more. God, even increase our capacity for more of you, Lord. And we just give you glory and honor. Thank you that you're putting pieces back together, and it's not a chore for you today, Lord. You're joying these moments, Lord. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Tell your neighbors, say, happy Independence Day. Come on. Happy Independence Day. Tell the other person around you, happy 4th of July. Come on, man. It's when we celebrate as a nation the declaration of our independence. And I just felt, man, the Holy Spirit just, man, this week just saying, hey, this is a day of freedom for some people in this room. Amen. This is a day of independence for freedom from setting you free. And so I tell you, I I love it. I'm just so thankful. So this is not a holiday. This is going to be a celebration of what God does in real life right now today in your life. So be open to all God wants to do. Amen. Well, if you don't know this, we're in a series, uh, and it's called Why. Simple, one word, why? 
And we're doing this. We're answering questions, and uh, we're looking at Scripture to kind of share and, and, and you know, teach on what we believe and why we believe it. And so it's been, a man, like I think 14 weeks in, Hunter was telling me in this series, I think 14 weeks into this series now, and that's, that's awesome. And uh, so we're, we're digging in deep into God's Word about why we believe what we believe, why when you look around and why things happen the way they happen, why? And uh, so we're looking at Scripture for the answers. And I love this. I just want to say also thank you. Last week on Why Missions, man, we had locally and globally uh, ministries that we are sowing into. And it was just two of them. There are many others, but just two that we're sowing into. And they just said thank you. They were blown away by your love. They truly were. They were just blown away by what they felt when they walked in the door, by the Spirit of God that just came on their heart. So I got messages from both of them this week. So thank you guys for being who you are, doing what you do, and loving Jesus and others so well. Amen. Well, today I want to do this. I'm going to jump back into, this is week three of, a, of, of why we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so I love it. I encourage you to go listen to those first two, but I want to jump back into this today. And what will probably be the last part of this, we will look at the gifts of the Spirit later and why we believe in the gifts of the Spirit. But today, uh, I want to jump back into why the baptism of the Holy Spirit is so important and uh, so why we need this in our life today. And so I don't know if you've been kind of like following and uh, kind of keeping up with what God's doing. But the Holy Spirit has been moving mightily in this place. Amen. It's incredible. Go ahead. Give, give, give him praise for it. He's, it's good. And uh, I, I, if you don't recognize that, you know, I, I, this is the place like where you probably catch up on your sleep on, on Sundays here at Faith or New. Because you have to be sleeping to miss the, what, the man that God is moving. I mean, if you, don't, if you don't see that, if you don't recognize that here, man, God is at work and uh, you've been taking naps. Amen. But uh, I, it's just incredible. But this is what I love. I, I love what we're experiencing is based off of truth. Phew, right there. What we're experiencing is based off of truth. And uh, because here's just the facts. Our experiences may change. What we've been feeling has been incredible, but our feelings may change. But what we can have when it is based off truth, regardless of what happens to my feelings, regardless of what happens to the experience that I'm in in that moment, if that is based off of truth, then it will stand and we will be standing when the feeling's gone, when the, when the situation and everything may not be flowing exactly as we would have it flow, if we're standing on a truth. And for us, that truth is Jesus and it is the Word of God. And so what we've been doing is digging hard into why we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so I love this. I shared week one my experience because, again, it was an experience that I had at 12 years of age. Man, I heard someone preach and share about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I said, man, I want him in my life. And when that altar opened that day, before I made it to the altar, the baptism, man, and the Spirit of God just flew over my life, man. And, and they didn't have to lay hands on me and that's good and we'll see it's biblical in a moment but man the spirit of God came on my life and no one can change that or take that from me because it's based off truth and this is what I love we see the truth of God's word and so we also look week one of what it even just like for someone who is baptized in the spirit what's the evidence of that like if you were put on trial and the charge is, man, you have been baptized with the Holy Spirit and we're going to look at the evidence in your life to convict you whether guilty or not guilty. 
This is what we believe, and it's according to Scripture. These are the things that we believe some of the evidences are. And so as we do this, and this is what I encourage you to do, look in the mirror of your life and say, man, am I guilty? What is the evidence? These are some. We we believe, first of all, it's this. It's an uncompromising love for others. Oh, y'all are quiet. Oh, okay, it's okay, it's okay. All right, so again, it's, it just may mean this. May mean it's like, man, I need more of the Holy Spirit in my life, all right? Like, fill me, Lord, amen? Fill me up again, Jesus, amen? I need more. A bold witness is an evidence of whether or not you've been baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit. Spirit of God won't let you be silent. He'll cause you. So like if you're looking and you're examining yourself, Paul said it, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. We examine others all the time. And he said, examine yourself. And so we look in the mirror and we say, man, am I guilty? That's one way we can check. Another way is this, man, I have a desire to serve him. Man, I can't sit back. Holy Spirit won't let you sit back and be silent. I mean, he'll drive you to a place to where you serve him. Fourthly, we believe in this. We believe that there is a prayer language also that God gives you. It's called speaking in tongues, someone may say. And so we're going to talk about these things. We're going to continue to build off that foundation and dig more into this. We saw week two about Jesus as being the model for all of these things that we've been teaching. And I love this about Jesus. He comes onto the scene, and Jesus does this. He doesn't go start this earthly ministry until the Spirit of God comes upon him. For him, it happened when he was being baptized in water by John the Baptist, the guy we just talked about. And so this is what we see. He chose, and it was the example that he sets for us, to not now go out and do what now you've been called and purpose to do until you have this. Now, this is important. This is so valuable because we, he sets the example for me and you. He modeled it for us. Now, again, he's God. He can do what he wants to. And so he chose to show us the importance of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to do this. I want to hopefully maybe summarize, finalize, bring all this together today for now. Amen. Somebody say for now. Amen, because there's always more. And I want to give you three things that are so important that I believe as we kind of summarize. First one is just simply this, and I hope you've been getting it already, is that, man, we need the Holy Spirit more than ever. Amen. More than ever before. This is not something we outgrow. Amen. This is not something that we no longer need. We need the Holy Spirit more than ever before. And it's those moments when you think you no longer need the Spirit that you'll find yourself falling back. I mean, I've seen people who God has set them free, delivered them, brought them out of bondage, Independence Day for them, freedom happened in their life. And then somewhere along the way, they thought they could do it by themselves. And when you get to the place to where you think you can do it by yourself, you'll a lot of times find yourself back where you started. And so we see this. We see the need for the Holy Spirit now more than ever. Now, I love this. Again, we try to stay with the Bible just as much as we can and just draw everything from Scripture. And I love this about the Bible. We see where they understood in the early church, in the New Testament church, the birth of the church, we say as a church, was birthed in Acts. And we see that that. that uh, Holy Spirit come onto the scene. We see the church being birthed, but we also see something. It wasn't a one-time experience in Acts chapter 2 that they sat on. It sat on them, but they didn't just sit on it and do nothing. You see a continual push 
throughout the book of Acts in the New Testament church for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There was like, and you'll see this, an actual urgency. I mean, literally, there is an urgency amongst the people of God against this, of, of this early church that when they would see someone come to faith in Christ, an urgency for them to be filled with the Spirit of God. So this wasn't just something that happened in Acts chapter 2. And so a lot of places will say, we're a New Testament church, but yet they don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, you, this is true. They get, it doesn't end. You see a continual push for this. And so this is where the church began when the Holy Spirit shows up. This is how they walked in the power and did the works that God called them to do. And it's the same for us today. It's the same for us today. So I want us to do something. Just a quick journey through the book of Acts. So just a couple of things. I'm going to highlight and draw out a few things to where we see scripturally, man, that we need him now more than ever. Because, again, Jesus told the disciples, don't go do this. Don't go try to step out here on your own until the Holy Spirit comes on and say, I'm going to send you another, man. And, and then when he shows up, then you go do this. And so this is what we see, not just in Acts chapter 2. This is a continuation throughout the book. In Acts chapter 8, we see where Peter and John go to a place called Samaria, and they go there because of what happens. In Acts chapter 8, verse 12, we see where Philip the evangelist, I call him, man. Philip was an evangelist. He had a soul-winning anointing, amen? And that's where it starts with you. An evangelist, a soul-winning anointing that you have that call on your life. Philip had that call in his life <clears throat> to go evangelize, share the gospel. And look at, we see the picture over here. He was that dude. He was the one who, like, man, when a, a chariot was going down the road, an Ethiopian eunuch was in the chariot. Philip's the one running beside him, telling him about Jesus. All right, and then jumps in, gets the guy saved, finds water, go put him in the water. All right, that, my boy, anointed to win souls. So this is what it does. I love this. Verse 12, when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. So they believe, man, that what he's saying is true. We put our faith in Jesus, put him in the water, man, get him baptized. All right, so now let's look at what happens. They hear about this, this outpouring. They hear about what God's doing, the people that were winning souls and lives being changed, and they had preached the gospel to them. And I love that because we believe that when we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is when we push that and we preach that as hard as I can preach it. And I believe this, your eternal existence depends upon what you do with the gospel. Amen. And, and I love it. Man, we talk about in the sweet by and by. Amen. The sweet by and by will be for you what you do in the sweet here and now. Amen. And how you respond to Jesus. Amen. But I believe the sweet now and now, here and now is, is based off of, I truly believe this, by whether or not we have been baptized with the Holy Spirit. So we understand this. You're, you can be a Christian by hearing the gospel. This is what they do. They hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, men and women baptized, boom. But what the disciples do, an urgency within them when they see this. Drop down, keep reading, verse 14. It says, man, now when the apostles who were in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come, uh, come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. He was like, man, you, you don't need the Holy Spirit. You're saved. That's, get, get, salvation comes, boom. Yeah, these guys were saved. 
already been baptized. And the disciples were like, no, you better, come on, go get them, Peter and John. And so man, Peter and John went to them. In verse 15, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them, they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Incredible thing. But verse 17, they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Man, that is like, he's like, man, you better go get them. I love this, man. And so it's where we see this. If you, like, why do we lay hands on and pray for people? Bible, all right? That's why we do it. All right, keep going. Acts 10, we see this Holy Spirit's now poured out on the Gentiles. Gentiles is the, the people who aren't Jews, everyone else, and this is how we can jump in on this thing. And I love this. He inserts there in verse 38 of Acts chapter 10, he makes sure we understand this, that again, Jesus is doing this based off being empowered by the Spirit. Verse 38 of Acts 10, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. The Holy Spirit anointed him, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him by the Spirit. He was with him. He was God, but the Spirit of God was with him. He went and operated in that power. Now look at this. He's preaching up, man, man. Peter's bringing it. And verse 44, bringing the word, and he says this, while Peter was still speaking the words, And I love that because that takes him back to 12-year-old Terry, man. Hair slicked over, and I mean, just, I, I mean, that takes him back. Man, while a preacher was still preaching, opening up a thing, nobody laying hands or whatever. But it just, man, he, he come onto the scene. The Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. Man, that's good. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. So the, if somebody's told you tongues is just for Acts chapter 2, a one-time thing to where the gospel could be preached in every language, it's not true. It's not true. And we see it here again. So then I love this. They see here, magnify God. Then Peter answered, can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to stay a few days. Well, that's cool, man. Stay here. Keep teaching us this stuff. This is awesome, man. We want, know, we want more. Amen. And so I love this. So they were baptized with the Spirit before they're baptized in water. So I've, I've, I've talked to some folks. They're like, man, I believe there's certain things and you have to do it. Listen, these guys, before they ever got in the water, the Holy Spirit got in them and, and, and did something incredible in their life. And I love this. And we just keep saying it. It just goes on. In Acts chapter 19, we see now where the disciples are in Ephesus to a group of people talking to some guys who hadn't even heard of the Holy Spirit. All right, now this is wild because, man, you may be here today and you may have been in church your whole life. You may be like, I've never heard heard of the Holy Spirit. I didn't know this. Like, man, this is wild. I, I was in church where, again, Pentecost man, was out, outpouring and believing the Spirit, but I still didn't like hear a lot about it as far as teaching. And so, again, I, I want you to understand the truth that the experience you're having, man, again, will sustain you even when the experience is gone. Listen, this is so beautiful. He says here, verse 1, and it happened while Paulos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. 
know, the enemy was loving that. He wanted to keep the Holy Spirit and, and what God was going to pour into their life to go be a part of changing the world. He was so happy with that. He, the enemy is so happy right now if you haven't heard these things yet or maybe you've let them fall to the background of your heart and mind. Listen, he is happy with that. But So this, is what, this was the response. We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. To a group of disciples who had come in the name of Jesus and received. Now, so this is what happens. He said to them, into them, what were you baptized? So he said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance. All right, incredible. Saying to the people that they should believe on him who come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. So again, these are people who have been saved, baptized in Jesus, baptized in Christ, but this was the result. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Amen. After the fact. So th this is just, it just keeps getting better. So I love this. Tongues, praying in the Spirit, all the things that God wants to do in your life. This was like an urgency in their heart to get people baptized with the Spirit even after they become into the faith of being a Christian because, man, they know they needed the Spirit to walk out the purposes and the plans of God that He had placed on their life. And you know something? We need Him now more than ever before. Amen? More than ever before, we need Him now. Now, but this is what happens. I, I love this, man. If you don't know this, I love teaching these things because, man, this just stirs my heart because I know, man, the enemy doesn't like it. And I know, man, and what God can do with it. But this is what also I believe happens. When the Holy Spirit shows up, number two this morning is this, the Holy Spirit can affect people in different ways. The Holy Spirit can affect people in different ways. I, the probably, man, the reason we're doing series like this, because, again, we want you to know and be sure in your faith, ready to share the gospel and all these things. But I probably get more questions as a pastor about what we're talking about today. When it comes to the Holy Spirit, the moves of God, what can happen, how the Holy Spirit works on people, tongues, all those types of things, those are probably the questions I get most. But here's the truth, and a lot of people don't talk about it, and I don't understand why they need to, because it's so beautiful when we see this, he moves in different people in different ways. And that's not bad. As a matter of fact, it's good. And I love this. But look, at we, look what we see here. In Acts chapter 2, for this, we started this why baptism of the Holy Spirit on. We see that where, when the Holy Spirit comes on the scene, as a sound of a rushing ruddy wind, man, fire, tongues of fire sitting on them, speaking in tongues, all these things happening. Look at how they responded, the people around them. All right, so we got to see this. We got to talk about this kind of stuff. It says this, and when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. All right, so you hear this now. One of the first responses we see to the Spirit of God showing up on the scene is there were people confused. All right, now this is, this is what I believe. Now we know this, God is not the author of confusion, so God's not confusing them. Amen. It's the enemy who is confusing them. And the reason they're confused is because they haven't stepped into what they had just seen. Oh, man. But the moment they step into what they have just seen, no longer the confusion can go away. So there are people like on this very subject, you're listening to someone who's telling you something that may not be true to God's word. And you're looking at it and say, well, that may confuse me. Here's my response. Step in. 
step in, get in there and watch what happens. I love this, but these guys are hearing this, so they're confused. Now they're speaking, they're, they're hearing their language being spoken to them. They're hearing the gospel. Then they were all amazed and marveled. All right, so we got confusion, amazement, marvel, all these things happening, saying to one another, look, not all these who, 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 who those who speak Gal, or Galileans. And so it's like, man, confusion, amazement, marvel. And it goes down, verse 13, others mocking, saying they are full of new wine. So in one church service, In one church service, you got some folk that may be confused, some amazed, some are marveling, some are, are looking and mocking, and some are getting in. Amen? And, and so you have to decide which one are you going to do. And so I love this. They're looking at this, and we're seeing all these responses, and people responding. And now this is what we have to talk about because they said it. They looked at them, and it says, man, they thought they were full of new wine. They thought they were drunk. That's what they, they thought. They thought they were drunk. Now, I, I don't believe this. I, I don't believe they thought they were drunk because they were like being violent and angry. I don't believe that. I don't, I don't see, we don't see God in that way, working that way through his spirit and people. So there has to be some other things. All right. And it wasn't that they were speaking their language in a way they could understand it. I've actually heard some, well, they were speaking, that's why they thought it. I'm like, who have you heard that was drunk? Speaking a clear language to you that you just understood. <clears throat> and they might have been it would some they might have been saying some stuff and you didn't understand it. So so I, I so the so now again, but they were speaking clearly. So it couldn't have been that not angry or violent. What was it? I, I believe the Holy Spirit moves on people different ways. And so we'll see this, and again, just because it's how they placed it in here in the Scripture, and Peter steps up and corrects it when he says, man, these are not drunk as you suppose. It's way too early for that. They are not drunk. They are filled with the Spirit of God. They're baptized. They are drunk on something else is what he's saying. And so now let's just be honest. Now, I know you, it's hard for you to be honest in church sometimes. You know, that's the place we should be most honest. Amen. But if you have ever like been around someone who has been drunk or you've been drunk yourself, you'll see it again, I believe, showing up in ways that I believe they visually saw those who were on the outside looking in. So I think this, I think they actually looked and saw some people getting loud. Some of you like, well, you know, I don't like all that loud, this and that, or whatever, man. You know, I don't, you may not like heaven. I mean, because heaven, I believe, is going to be loud. I believe there's going to be things happening. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be incredible. But they were, man, they were excited. They were, I believe there were people, man, looking at it. They looked at them. and was like, man, them juggers drunk. Hey, man, you can tell that. You can look at somebody's life. And they're saying this, man, I believe, again, because there were people in there just getting loud. I believe there were people dancing. I believe there are people just dancing, man, the Spirit of God who had come upon their life. I believe there are people out there, man, I believe there are probably folks that were just crying. Man, someone tell me the other day, was like, and this is new for them. What they're experiencing in the Holy Spirit is new, and they're like, Pastor, I, I don't know, man, but it's just like every time I, I just, the Spirit of God comes on me, I just sit there and cry. I'm like, that's cool, dude. You, you would, 
you know, drunk crier. You know, you've seen for life, you know, you just seen them, you know, and, and, and so, but, but again, what's the substance? And so you said there, some people is just kind of like quiet, just quiet. You know, I've been in all of those places. There's been times the Holy Spirit hit me and I'm loud. You're like, man, Pastor, he's shut up. He's getting loud. I've danced. It's not, it wasn't pretty, but I danced. Man, there's been times I just sit and cry. There's been times, man, I just lay and, and, it's, and, there's, and this happens. And, and you've seen someone like when they get like really intoxicated, man, they may like the Spirit of God come on them and they fall out. They pass out. And you're like, they gone. You know, Holy Spirit moves in that way. So like people who are, some people are near, like, man, I've never seen that before. And that's okay. But step in. Let him, let, him, let, him, let him work in your life because all of those things have happened in my life. I've experienced him in all of those ways. And I love this. And we'll deal with this on some spiritual giftings. That anytime people get involved, man, things can get weird sometimes. But, man, let's don't miss out on the real thing because they're substitutes. All right? Let's don't miss out pursuing what God has because, man, we have a perfect God. He has perfect giftings. He gives them to imperfect people. But, man, he is true. And so I love this. And so however it is, in that moment, in that moment, because there are times, again, he's hit me in different ways. Just relax. Let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do in you in that moment because he affects us all different ways at different times. And none of those are wrong. None of those are wrong. So, again, I believe they see it this way. And thirdly this morning, we got to get this because thirdly, finally, we need to understand tongues. <clears throat> so y'all like, I thought you didn't understand tongues. So what you was, you, you taught us a few weeks back, Pastor. We, we don't understand what we're saying. I had this conversation with my youngest son, and they, so we're talking about it. Now, when I say that you need to understand tongues, let me explain. You need to understand what the Bible says about that. All right, we need to, that's our source. That's our go-to. Because you can look at things in Scripture, and people will try to use this. And again, when I'm talking about others, I'm talking about man pastors who are teaching things that are against what we're teaching today. Again, according to Scripture, this is what we believe. All right, that they would say, well, you see this one place to where it was saying that, man, tongues is a sign for unbelievers and it may draw them. You're seeing a place now where you can't use tongues because, man, what tongues does to an unbeliever and it freaks them out and they don't understand or whatever it is. You have to understand tongues. The Bible never contradicts itself. It never contradicts itself. And so it is so clear on this subject, I believe. And I believe the Bible shows us and teaches us four different uses of tongues. All right, so again, this is in your notes if, if you're following along. And, I, and this is what happened for me. 12-year-old boy baptized with the Holy Spirit, speaking in an unknown tongue, praising God. I did not know what to do with that. I did not know what to, what to do with that. And as a result, what can happen when we don't know what to do with what God gives us, that's where confusion can come in. And so, man, like, so I don't avoid these kind of tough issues. Man, we dig into that because these are things God has for us. And so this is what I believe. Now, again, not the pro, but I believe this. Man, I believe when we see Scripture, there are four different uses of tongues in Scripture. I believe you'll see two publicly to be used, and I believe you'll see two privately to be used. I just well, I believe. And so first one is this, is there's a tongues that is used for evangelism. All right? So when I say that, it's what we saw in Acts chapter 2. 
that the tongues showed up, Spirit of God shows up, they spoke in tongues, and it brought evangelism to a group of unbelievers who were hearing the gospel in a language from a group of people who don't know their language. That's awesome. I want this. I'm just gonna be honest, I'm just gonna tell y'all. I've been I've prayed for this one. God, give me this one. I want to use it. I, I want that so bad. I've like been at places, man, a restaurant or at the store or whatever, and you hear somebody speaking another language and you sitting there, man, you don't have a clue what they saying. And I'm like, man, give me the, give me the gift right now, God. I'll tell them about you right now. Has not happened yet. I'm like, man, I want him to see a little, little white, you know, country boy getting there speaking in some beautiful language to them who doesn't know their language, who just heard me talking Southernese, and then now hear me speaking in their language. I'm like, man, I want to do it. Has it happened? <clears throat> Has it happened? But come on, so I received that. Come on. But you know when it does happen in the Bible, I don't believe that. Acts chapter 2 is what happened. I've talked to missionaries and her missionary friends tell me stories about being in services and the Spirit of God come over their life and, man, they begin to speak fluently in the language to the group of people and the tribe out in the middle of a jungle, a dialect that they have never even heard before, clearly, and it evangelizes to that tribe and the whole place comes to Jesus. Amen? And so, man... That is incredible. And so that is one of the uses that we see publicly is used in that way. And so, again, I, I think it's incredible. Hadn't been there yet, but I love it. We also see where toes can be used publicly when it comes to tongues for interpretation. All right? Now, we'll dig into this. We'll look at this when it comes a little bit more into the spiritual giftings and, and those sort of things. But you'll see tongues being used in this setting where you'll see that, man, this is a message from God to man. All right? So there's a tongue that is given. It is interpreted. And now this is a message from God to man. Now, this is what I love. We have that here every week. Some of y'all are like, oh, I ain't heard that in a couple of little Listen, we have a message from God to man every week. It's called the Bible. Amen. And so we love that. So we believe he can speak to us. And every day you can get a message from God to you personally by opening up the word of God. But he also will work this way. He'll, he'll use this sometimes. He'll speak in this way sometimes. And that's for a public setting to the group of people that are there. And we'll, again, we'll dig into that a little bit more later. So publicly we see it used that way. Now, we also see this. We see, I believe, two uses where privately we can speak in tongues, pray in the Spirit, whatever term you want to just put it. But we see this, and I believe privately we see two areas. One of those is for edification. All right? And so it is for edification. It is like where it literally is a thing that strengthens you, builds you up. I'm like, man, I see so many people defeated and down and weak and hurting. I'm like, man, you need this. Like even more, the urgency in my heart to see them fill with the Spirit of God, pray in the Spirit because it edifies and strengthens us and builds us up. And man, we see God give us hope to man to continue to move forward. So we see it this way. It is in a private setting. Now let me go ahead and slide this in there. Just because it's done privately, does not mean it can't be done in a public place. 
asking a lot. I've never heard this. This is so important. Because so you can come into the service and have a time with God privately with him. Now, if y'all were standing, some of the people who may have been standing close to me during worship today, you may have heard me, man, just me and God, and I spent time with him praying in the spirit. And those times I, I would just try to sing in the spirit and just let that flow. And, and it's the only time I think I sing good. I'm going to be honest. It's the only time it sounds pretty. Amen. But, man, and so we do that publicly. But none of y'all heard that. So it wasn't distracting to what was happening. It wasn't causing chaos. Nothing was going on. It was me and God having moments. And so this is what we should do. As much as we can, man, pray in the spirit. Pray with God. Spend time with him. I love this. This is so good in the message. 1 Corinthians 14, 18. Paul said it like this. I'm grateful to God for the gift of praying in tongues that he gives us. I'm just like, he's like saying, I'm so grateful for this gift that you've given us to pray. He said, it's for praising him, which leads to wonderful intimacies we enjoy with him. And I enter into it as much or more than any of you. So he's saying this, and man, I'm doing this as much as I can, going after God. And so you can do it in this setting at church. I encourage you, this should be the place you probably do it the least. Not the most. Pastor, are you serious? Yeah, because you only come here once a week, twice a week, if you're really hardcore on Wednesday nights. Amen? My hardcore crowd. And so, you come, so you're out there somewhere else five or six days a week. So this should be the place that's happening the least. But that should be happening. This is a time, man, where you edify, strengthen, built up. He said, man, he does this as much as possible. Jude 1.20 said it like this. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. That's, that's, that's praying in the spirit, praying in tongues. So, so we do this. Man, there are times where we just go after God. When we pray, we go after, we pursue him. And this is an edification that we're doing and we're honoring and being built up as we spend that time with God. And lastly, we see this. There is also tongues for intercession. Come on, Amen. And so this is cool. Again, this should be done, and again, privately, but it can be done in a public setting. Matter of fact, man, I want intercessors more than ever before, praying in the Spirit of God, releasing, man, into this atmosphere what God is wanting to do here. And so, man, we welcome this. We see this. Look at Romans 8. Read Ephesians 6. You'll see, man, where this is a gift given to God, and we are to use it as a time to intercede, to come in, and we get to places we can't get to on our own. It's amazing. You'll see the Spirit of God take over and take you to places you can't get to on your own strength. And so it's beautiful. And so we do it. But what I'm not doing up here, I'm not spending, man, 30 minutes, 35 minutes doing that. I'm teaching us to now how we go forth and do this and operate within the gifts that God's given us. And so this is the way that he works, and we see this, and I love him. Both of those are pretty cool. You see both public and both private, there's an E and an I to help you remember that. Amen. You see edification and intercession in that private setting. You see evangelism and interpretation in that public setting. But again, those things can be done, we see, in a private setting. Now, this is what I want us to do right now. I want us to stand to our feet, and because I want us to do something, I've, I've, man, we've hit, it's hard, man. We didn't go in, man, for three weeks in this thing. And, and this is what I love, and there's so much more. Somebody's like, Pastor, it could be a year series. And I said, yeah, it could be. So true, so true. But, but I love this. We see something here 
And I hope you've gotten this. If not over the three weeks, at least just today. You see where Jesus didn't step out and do what he was, he was sent to do until that Spirit of God came over his life. You see an urgency from the disciples to receive the Spirit of God. You see an urgency from those disciples to pour that Spirit of God into those who have come to faith in Jesus. And so we do this today. We look at our life, and we answer it this way today. And we ask ourselves this question. Am I filled with the Spirit of God? Am I filled with the Spirit of God? I'm not asking you, was you 12-year-old who made it to an altar, something happened, man. No, no, no. I'm talking about today am I filled. Today am I walking in that. I can't live off what happened when I was 12. It was awesome. I'm thankful for it. But, man, if I've poured out what he's poured in me, that means i got to go back into the pump and get some more. Amen. And so I want, I want more of you. And so I want you to do this. I just want you to just take a moment. First of all, just bow your heads, close your eyes. And, man, God wants to do something on Independence Day. He wants to set some of you free. Come on. He wants to set you free from religious thinking. He wants to set you free from false doctrine. Anything that you've been taught that's not true. He wants to set you free from addiction, stronghold, bondage of any way. Listen, this is Independence Day. And, and I was like, I, I was like, God, can I, can I do a message called Why Freedom Today? Because that's what it's about. And, and I just, I really, really felt in my heart. He was like, man, you preach this and they'll get free. You preach what I tell you, and they'll be free. Because it is His Spirit that does this. It's the Spirit of the Lord that sets us free. So right now, just heads about eyes are closed. I want to ask this question right now before, again, we go any further. Listen, do you know Jesus? That's it. That was before anything else. That's this. Our eternal existence has to be settled. Man, have I given my life over? Have I surrendered to Jesus? Oh, man, have I surrendered my life to Him? If not, right now, in this moment, just say, God, I surrender my life to you. I give you everything. I believe the message. I believe the, the, the gospel is true, that Jesus came and gave his life for me. And he took my sin and shame on the cross. Yeah, I believe he, he's alive today. He's coming again. And I put my faith in Jesus. We want you saved, man. We want you to, to be as sure of that, of heaven, as if you were already there right now. That's how sure we want you to be of that. So get that settled today. If today, man, you need to surrender your life, man. You maybe have been holding on to certain areas right now, but just say, say, this is you. Right now, you're just saying, God, I'm surrendering everything over to you, my entire life right now. I just want to give you everything. Right now where you're standing, just lift up hands to him right now. Say, God, I'm surrendering everything over to you right now. I'm, I'm not holding back any area. Yeah, God bless you. God bless you. Yes, ever. Yeah. Just say, God, I'm surrendering everything over to you right now. God, I give you it all. Give you my life. Take it. Use it, God. Yeah, take it. Use it, God. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I surrender. I put everything over in you. I put all my faith and hope in you, Jesus. Surrender all to you right now, Father. Thank you, Father. Yeah, intercessors begin to intercede right now. Yeah, just begin to intercede right now. Just pray in the Spirit right now, intercessor. Yeah. Thank you, Father. You know, we just thank you right now for what you're doing. For I believe, there's, I believe there's true salvation coming to some people right now, just as you surrender everything over to God right now. I love that, man. God has spoken so clearly that he's the only one who can put those pieces back together. And he's the one who sees it. And it's not a chore. It is a joy for him to do so. So he's taking great joy and delight today and bringing back together, putting things in place and in order in your life. Let him do it right now. Say, God, I surrender all. Yeah, I surrender all, Jesus. Now, I want to speak to every person right now. Even if you raise your hand right there at the first time, I want to speak to every person. If you can look at your life right now 
and you can say, man, I, I want more of God. Yeah, I, I want, I'm, I want, I'm loving others, but man, I want to love them more. I want to love others more. I want, I'm, I'm witnessing or I'm, or I'm not, but man, I want to do more for you, Jesus. I'm hungry for you, God. Yeah, I want to serve you. These are, again, things that the Spirit produces in our life, fruits that God gives us, man. And so right now, if you just want more of God in your life, just say, just lift up both hands. Say, God, I want more of you right now, Lord. Yeah, I want more of you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord, I want more of you, Jesus. Yeah, thank you, man. Most hands are up. You, I love you guys. Thank you for right now for your hunger. Thank you for your hunger right now. Yeah, thank you for your desire for more. I want to love others more, God. And again, it's Independence Day, and I just truly feel, you don't hear me say often, man, that, I, that this, I feel like God is saying something in this specific way other than when I refer to his word. And I feel this so strong in my heart that he's wanting to bring independence, freedom to some people today. True freedom, unlike anything you've ever encountered before. And true freedom, and unlike anything you've ever experienced before in your life. So right now, listen, if you've lifted up your hands, you say, God, I just want more of you in my life. It's the Spirit of God that produces that. It's the presence of God that brings that. And so right now, if you just want more of God in your life, as the worship team begins to minister in song, if you want more of Him, I just want to ask you to do this. Step out, come, find you a place, and just get with God right now. Just get with God and just come ready. Come expecting right now. I mean, again, we're going to just a moment, we'll lay hands on you as needed, as if needed. But right now, just come ready. Come expecting right now. You can kneel. You can stand. You can sit. You can lay wherever it is just right now. But do this right now. Step out. Move forward right now. If you've raised your hand, you're saying, God, I want more of you in my life, God. Yeah, I want more of you in my life. Look in the mirror of your heart right now. Examine. Look at, your, look at your life. Examine yourself right now. God, I want more of you. I need more of you. Yeah, God bless you. Keep coming. Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org.